What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, it's your boy Mo, back with another episode of Up in Flames. I got two special guests with me today. I got my OAAU coach, Coach Ben Smith, and I got his son, my guy, aka my brother, Killer Cam, Cam Smith. Y'all say what's up? Hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. So today, man, I'm I'm real excited about today. Um, these are two guys I've known for a long time since childhood days. Uh, like I said, Coach Ben been my, was my AAU coach, also a mentor, you know, on the court and off the court. Cam was like a brother to me in high school, still is. We always going to be family, but I'm going to leave the floor to y'all. So, Coach Ben, I'm going to let you start off. I want you to tell us really what the purpose of me bringing you on here was and what y'all do, because that's, that's really the main interest I'm interested in. Okay. Well, besides from us, besides us being friends and knowing each other for so long, I think I've known you since you probably was 14 or 15. Um, we're starting to put together a program, putting back the Tampa Bay Tar Heels. It's going to include helping uh, young at-risk youth. Um, it's going to include next-level basketball programs, uh, AAU tournaments. Uh, we're doing a little bit of everything, man, but we're learning as we go along, and uh, we'll definitely keep you updated. Most definitely. Cam, you, you want to follow on that? Yeah, just um, we came up with that idea from, you know, how it used to be in, um, with AAU, you know what I mean, trying to make a team and stuff like that. So we got this next level training thing we're trying to work on. You know, any kids that are, you know, I, I didn't make my, my uh, middle school team twice in a row. So we're just trying to help out kids from there. You know what I mean? From there, we can get some exposure with, uh, with college. So we're just trying to put it all together. But right now, uh, there's tournaments and leagues that we're starting up soon. we got this Battle of the Bay that's coming once all this COVID stuff is done and we get this gym going. So it's a lot of big things. Yeah, man, I love to hear it. Um, I used to play for the Tar Heels. Like I said, Coach Ben was my coach. Uh, we had some good years. We had some bad years. You know, uh, when we, when we <laughs> was the heat, before we was the Tar Heels, when we was the heat wave, you know, we kind of was, um, we was up and down some inconsistencies and things like that, but we learned as we went. Uh, of all things, you know, it was a brotherhood, so it's something I definitely would consider everybody in the Tampa Bay area to highly consider. I understand, you know, you have the Nike Team Floridas and things like that, and people are afraid to try new things as far as, man, I haven't heard of the Tampa Bay Tar Heels, but one thing I can say is it built champions. Um, we won multiple tournaments. We won multiple championships. Uh, coach Ben is a real good coach. He's a fun guy to play for, a great guy on and off the court. So that was my biggest thing was it made basketball fun. Um, me and Cam kind of went through some times where we didn't really want to play basketball no more in high school because basketball wasn't fun because of the program we were in. And I'm not trying to throw shade. That was just a circumstance. And that was kind of when Coach Ben came through and kind of saved us and guys like us as far as, man, basketball ain't fun no more. Made it fun, brought bred champions. We won, like I said, we won multiple championships and multiple tournaments. Some big tournaments, some you know local, localized playing local talent. Uh, we ultimately became the best of the best. 
ultimately gained a sponsorship playing for the Tar Heels at that time. So what I will say is I'm, I'm glad that it's being brought up and I'm glad it's even being brought up with a bigger plan because at the time, you know, Coach Ben, I know the bigger plan was the plan then was for Cam and for all of us to get us to the next level. So with getting to the next level, um, what are some of the plans y'all have as far as being able to get guys ready for the next level? Because guys aren't ready for that. So what is your plan as far as on and off the court stuff that y'all are willing to do and y'all are planning to do to make sure guys are ready for that next level? Well, I, I think you know from experience that uh, no kid is turned away in our programs. Uh, we do hold uh, tryouts, but then if we have to, we'll do uh, second team or third team. Uh, but basically, what I did anyway is I took a lot of kids who didn't get the opportunity. Well, like you said, basketball wasn't fun for them anymore. And I showed them another way of looking at basketball because uh, – you have to like what you're doing to be able to look forward to playing. So uh, I'm going to make sure that I make it uh, all this stuff tailored towards the individual kid and not my program because that's what it's about. Right. Yeah. With um, the experience and stuff like that we've had going through, you know, that whole process. And you, like you just said, I was on, um, trying to set up to play college for a while, tried to, you know, play overseas, things like that. So we've been there, done that um, with that. But how you can keep basketball fun and also, you know, end up having us win, that's huge. Because you've seen, what was it? Our first year at Heat Wave, I think we went 500 or something like that. We weren't losing. Yeah. But by the by the last year we had, we were like number one in the country, 19 and under. And me and you were 17, 16 years old. So – um, you know, just the experience and, and being there. It does take a while. It does, it's not going to happen overnight. Right. And that, and that's another thing is like for people that's listening and people that don't understand is like there's nothing better than being a part of the beginning of the process. And that's what we were at the time. And then I know, you know, we kind of all, we graduated high school. We all went off to college, played ball, did our own thing. And it kind of became like a, why am I going to continue to do this? But then that's another thing is like the interest of like your why kind of went away, Coach Ben, with Cam growing up. And then you found your why again of like, I did this for Cam. I did this for his boys. And we became a family. We became a brotherhood. I mean, your house was almost like a safe house for a lot of us. Uh, You know, me, like we was over there all the time. It became in season, out of season. We was over there hanging out. It just became the hangout spot to keep us from doing other stuff. Uh, even though, you know, we still did it and whatnot, but whatever, like it was still the safe haven to come back and do things. So, you know, with that being said, is like just it, Coach Ben, I want them to hear from your mouth, like how much of a brotherhood you actually build. Cause I don't want people to think I'm just saying this just to say it. And then Cam is your son. So I don't want people to think because I just want you to make them understand of how much of a brotherhood it actually builds. Well, I, I think it speaks volumes that you guys. Uh, some of the things you say, because we took a, a mixture of kids, we put them together. And like I said, uh, everybody was welcome in my place. Uh, in order to build that sort of camaraderie that you guys had, it, it took things off the court more so than it took things on the court. And so some of those nights that y'all spent over at the house playing Madden or 2K or just outside playing basketball, all, all those things built that culture. And I could always tell on the court 
that you guys were a close knit group. So um, right now I'm, I'm trying to rebuild that again. Uh, it's sort of like you said before, I, I've got the fire again to do it. And, and I'm looking forward to uh, for young men to have a place to go, somebody to talk to and uh, have a program that's, that's tailor made for them. Right. Yeah. We were, we were at the, we were 12 deep, 15 deep at the house almost every weekend. So it was like, you know, I got, I don't got any real brothers. So it was like almost having, you know, 11 other brothers, you know? Yeah. And, and, I didn't notice the kind of, um, what? No, I was just going to say like that. That's, that's what it is. Is like, you don't understand how much, how close you can be to guys that aren't family and really consider yeah. that, that that's your family. And like, this is built, you know, me playing in the organization is built lifelong friendships, brotherhood, relationships, however you want to look yeah. at it. Because no matter what, you know, I was a guy who left home and, and not everybody leaves home, but I was a guy who left home and even to be able to get back together now in this conversation and to be able to see that y'all are back building the organization and it's still going and we're still close knit. No matter how much we talk, we go a year not talking. But when we all come back, it is like, man, I just missed my brother. We haven't talked in a while, but that's still my brother. So that's another thing that people do need to realize is it makes lifelong friendships and lifelong relationships. And it's a brotherhood for forever. But Cam, with you, you went off to play college ball. Like you said, you had a chance to play overseas. So what is the adjustment like for you becoming, I guess, a coach, a trainer, slash a partner of running an organization as opposed to being a player? Well, I still play. I don't want to um, get that confused. I still play. Right now, I'm not in you know, any, anything, so I'm still going out there. But right now, I want to help people. Like, I wish I had, you know, me at, 20, at 25 when I was 12. So, you know, a lot of the things that kept me back was was me myself you know like um i had a bunch of offers i, I didn't have great grades i didn't want to you know be this be as disciplined work on my game as much as as other people did but I, I just had the natural talent but when i got to um to more playing with more grown adults and people who got paid for what they do it was a lot different physically you know what i mean and mentally yeah it, people are going to talk to you mentally they're going to try and mess with you you're away from home you got you got to do it by yourself. You know what I mean? Like people are, it's it's a lot different. It's a lot more cutthroat when you, when you're playing for money, when you're playing for a spot. So you know, people are playing for their kids and stuff. So it's a big mental and physical difference for me. What I went through. Right, and so Coach Ben, just to bounce to you because Cam says something that I think holds a lot of weight and is very important that we both understand at 25 that we didn't understand at 14, 15 is with running the organization, is there a plan to keep kids interested not only in basketball, but in the classroom because people want, would love to just do nothing but play ball all day, but like they don't understand the focus that we understand now. I didn't understand the focus it took in the classroom that you have to be committed in the classroom and outside the classroom, on the court and off the court, handle yourself in a way that is attracted to people who are going to recruit you and pay you to ultimately go to their college. So, Coach Ben, what is? do you have a plan or, or definitely look forward to creating a plan to keep kids just as interested in your program and basketball but keep them interested in the classroom at the same time? Yeah, that that's a huge goal. I mean, you, you have to be able to excel in the classroom in order to be a part of our organization at this point. 
Um, I, I can remember, you know, if your mom ever said anything to me about you, you ran. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we, we have to keep some sort of discipline. And uh, I, I'm taking it further now. So when, when I coached when you guys were young, that was my first experience coaching. I've learned a lot from that. And um, these kids are going to benefit from that. And they're going to be young men and young women first before they're basketball players. Grades have to happen. Uh, time in the classroom has to happen. Homework has to happen. You know the routine, Mo. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And, and that's one thing, like, that while we talking about this, that, like, these young kids do need to understand is, like, it's just as important in the classroom as it is on the court and how you carry yourself off the court. You could be a great ball player. You know, going us going through the recruiting process and being able to talk to other colleges is you a great basketball player, but or not necessarily great as LeBron James great, but you a great basketball player and a great fit for our program. But then the next thing they look at is what are your grades? Boom. All right, that's an X. They're they not liking your exactly. grades. You're not up to par. And then they go and they start talking to your teachers and they start talking to parents and people that you surround yourself with of what are you like every day? Like, what is your everyday life? How do you carry yourself when you're not at school and not on the court? And your attitude is another adjustment because that's a knock on you if you have a bad attitude. If you get in trouble, you're a guy who likes to fight and things like that, you're not going to be highly recruited. And if you are a highly recruited guy, you're going to start turning a lot of heads away from you. And people don't understand that. They think... As long as I'm the best basketball player on the court, every time I step on the court, that's all that matters. And then you start getting in the process, and then you start getting upset because of the mistakes you made. They start coming and biting you in the ass and saying, like, damn, I could have had this scholarship, but they didn't like my grades. Damn, I could have had this scholarship, but I got in them three fights in school and got suspended. So I will say that's one thing that I've learned and will definitely want to be able to pass on to 12- and 13-year-olds is it's not about don't let people – impact you outside on the street whatever they say you might be considered a lame because you're fully focused on basketball and you're fully focused in the classroom but ultimately those that are fully focused in what they do are the ones that end up being the most successful ones and the ones that aren't end up being the ones that are back home with no plans sit there and you know working at mcd's flipping a burger for a dime and and have no plan and they're sitting there still saying yeah i was the cool guy back in the day but now that successful right. guy and everything you do when it comes to sports or anything, that successful guy, now you want to hate on him and say, well, he was always a nerd. We seen it while you sitting there miserable. That's just one thing I've always learned, especially getting away from home, being able to sit back and just look at how everything unfolded from back at the crib, man. So I'm definitely glad that y'all are back doing this. Like I said, it's a great program to play for. Um, people really don't understand, man. I had a lot of fun. Spent weekends in Orlando, you know, Miami. Was able to travel, play some great basketball, play against some very solid basketball players. And so it was just a lot of fun. So with talking basketball, Coach Ben, because I ain't talked noise to you in a while. <laughs> who's winning? The, I don't Actually, I don't want to get into who's winning the championship first. How do you feel about the return of the NBA? Let, let's ease into it. How do you feel about the return of the NBA? Well, you know what? I'm kind of 50 50 on that. I'm kind of a little bit health conscious. And then I so badly want to see some NBA. So I'm not going to have a problem with anybody opting out. Uh, but I look forward to watching some good basketball. Cam. I don't have any problem with it. I think that the bubble is, um, you know, more safe than you would be 
you know, out in the world. And, you know, it is totally up to the players at the end of the day, but I'm looking forward to the basketball too. But I think it's a pretty safe, safe environment. I wouldn't mind going there as a player. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way. Ultimately, I think it's the safest route. Just for the simple fact, we don't have all this testing where all of us are getting tested every day to go to work and things like that. They're checking our temperature on thermometers that aren't even accurate. So I do think it's the safest bet as far as if I'm going to be a player. I won't blame a guy for not wanting to play. But Coach Ben, I feel like you'll be able to get in with being a little, you know, being older, being an OG and being able. What I'm about to say is I think the thing with the players that don't want to play is I think there's only a few guys that have a legacy that they're playing for by playing for this championship. And so I don't think it's important to some players. It's like a handful of players and guys within that is LeBron. I think LeBron, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi, you know, I think those are the guys that have a legacy to play for. You know, Harden has played great basketball and looking for his first championship. LeBron is chasing Jordan and chasing being the GOAT. So that fourth championship, third championship with three different teams is very important. I think Giannis... And the Bucks organization getting a championship is very key to Giannis coming back to Milwaukee. And I think with Kawhi, Kawhi is chasing LeBron and wants to be considered the best player in basketball right now. And we still, I feel like a lot of people still give that crown to the King because nobody has really ultimately come and dethroned him yet. So coach, what do you think about that? Like, do you think a lot of it has to do with guys aren't as interested because they don't have a legacy to play for? Well, first off, I think the king is still the king. Until you knock off LeBron, um, <laughs> he's the man to beat. Um, what was your question again? As far as like some of the, a lot of these guys that don't want to play aren't playing because they don't have a legacy to chase. Where I think there's a handful of guys that are playing for their legacy with this championship, like Harden, no, you know, no rings yet. Great player, no rings. Anthony Davis, great player, no rings. LeBron's going for the GOAT title and wants to pass Jordan. And Kawhi Leonard wants to be not only best player in basketball, but definitely the best player in L.A. So I just think that makes a difference in why those guys are a lot more interested in in trying to convince everybody else to be hyped as opposed to a guy like Lou Williams that's out there sixth man of the year just hooping with no legacy behind it. Right, right. I I don't know, man. I I, I... We, we got to edit that out. I, I really don't know as far as uh, how many people are going to come back and who's who's chasing legacies and things like that. Um, I think Kawhi's still got something to prove. He's only got one ring. Um, I, and I think uh, LeBron has the most to prove at this point. I don't really see a whole lot of people opting out, but it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah, most definitely. Cam, I mean, what you think? Yeah, I mean that that makes that definitely makes sense. But I'm I'm definitely more with the old school mentality. Like you're in this if you signed up for it, you're in it. You know what I mean? Like you ball in, you're with your team. It's mostly for the team, you know what I mean? Like if my brother's gonna go out there and play, I'm gonna go out there and play. I feel weird about it. But I, that definitely makes sense. I mean Kyrie Irving and uh whoever is else is you know, taking that time off, they don't have really have a reason to play at the end of the day. Right, and it, it's only a few teams that we could see winning a championship. And I think ultimately that is key is like, if you don't feel like you have an outside shot of winning a championship, then really what am I playing for with the risk of 
of catching the virus or even just the risk of right. being away from my family for months. And, you know, they're going to continue to live their everyday lives. And what if I'm in that bubble and, you know, a guy's wife calls him and says, hey, your kid has the coronavirus during the hospital. Now they have to leave and they're not coming back into the bubble. But, you know, with, with the return of the NBA being on y'all minds, the NBA is returning. So, Coach Ben, because I already know who you're going to say, and sadly, I am going to disagree. I mean, I'm going to agree <laughs> with you. I am going to agree with you on this subject, so it's not going to be too much arguing. Who do you think is going to win the championship? Oh, man, you already know, and I can see you much wiser as you've gotten a little bit older. The <laughs> Lakers is just impossible. You know what I mean? It, it's They're too deep, and they're too big, and if Certain players don't come back. If a Kawhi doesn't come back in um, in L.A., the other team, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Thing you're sleeping on, though, the Celtics. I can see the Celtics beating the Greek freak in them. I don't know. We'll oh, see. Man. It, it, and even if they beat them, Cam, you still got to come to L.A. Yeah. Oh, they're not going to beat L.A. I was, I was just saying, if we're going to throw uh, the Bucks in there, I think we should throw the Celtics in there. Yeah, maybe not the 76ers. Yeah, I mean, I feel it like I just feel like I feel like it's it's destiny for LeBron to win this championship. Um, there's a lot of reasons why. I think the biggest reason is the passing of Kobe Bryant, I think, is gonna hold a lot of weight. And I think ever since this happened, it's held a lot of weight on LeBron's mental. And you know, all all great Lakers have won championships, and LeBron is arguably I mean, I personally think he's the greatest player to ever put on a Lakers uniform. He's not the greatest Lakers, but to me, he is the greatest player to ever put on a Lakers uniform. But the only way to solidify that is win a championship because you come through L.A. and you want to be considered great. Kobe, Magic, Kareem, Shaq, champions. Every All of them are champions. And so I know LeBron is holding the weight of Kobe's death on the city of L.A. And I know LeBron is chasing Jordan and to win three rings. With three different teams, he'll be one of only two or three guys to ever do that. And he'll be the best guy to ever do that. So that'll hold a lot of weight in the GOAT argument. But, you know, Coach Ben, I know you're a huge Lakers fan. So what has been the biggest surprise on the Lakers' success this year? Because I feel like not a lot of people expected them to be this successful at this point in the season. We knew they was going to have a shot. But I feel like a lot of people really didn't expect this much success this quick and them gelling this quick. So what has been your biggest surprise with that? I'm really surprised that they put it together that early. I mean, you, you brought a lot of people from different programs and put them together in L.A. And I think LeBron should be given a lot of credit for the way they played before they stopped playing. Because a lot of people, when they started off, whatever the record was early in the year was, was talking about how the Lakers weren't going to be this or that. And 10 games later, they was the best team in the league. I mean, minus the Milwaukee Bucks. But we, we know that if, if Milwaukee played against them, the, those twin towers down low to L.A. won't allow a lot of that stuff that Giannis does. Now, let me ask you a question, Mo. Who you got? You just want to hear me say it. <laughs> now, I, I got I got the Lakers. Um, I'm big on LeBron with his legacy. I want LeBron to achieve it. Uh, LeBron is one of my favorite players of all time after Dwayne Wade. Um, so 
I love LeBron and I definitely want to see LeBron, but I ultimately just think that LeBron does have killer in him that people aren't giving him credit for. They're saying he's not Kobe with the with the killer. He's not Jordan. But I think LeBron has that killer in him. He's just different. He's not the guy that with the killer in him is going to go drop 60. He'll give you a 40-point triple-double. And I think that's where people get it twisted is because at the end of the game, five seconds on the clock, if he sees an open guy, he passes it. Oh, he don't have that killer, but that got, that's a smart basketball play. But people are so used to Kobe saying, I got it, I got it. Jordan saying, I got it, I got it. And putting the ball in their hands that they don't think LeBron has that killer. And I think that LeBron killer is going to ultimately be able to take over, especially in this situation. Um, and like I said, LeBron has a lot to play for. He's playing for his legacy. He's playing for Kobe. He's playing for the city of L.A. And he's playing to validate his move to go to the Lakers. Um, everybody can say what they want about LeBron went to LA for business reasons and to expand his brand. And ultimately that might be true, but ultimately LeBron is a ball and LeBron goes nowhere without championship first on his mind. Even if he's setting himself up for retirement, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Um, I kind of rock with Cam. I think I could very well see the Lakers versus Celtics and bring back a classic matchup for a championship. I like the Lakers to beat the Clippers in six in the Western Conference Finals, just because ultimately I think that will of LeBron and and I think Anthony Davis is going to show us why he's a top five player in the league, top five to six player in the league. And if LeBron shows that willingness to win a championship like he always does, he activates playoff mode. And Anthony Davis ultimately shows us why he's a top five to six player in the league. Everybody can holler at everything the Clippers got and they too deep at every position. And that's cool. But I mean, that last game we seen against the Lakers and Clippers, none of that mattered. LeBron ultimately came out on top. LeBron had something to play for. And every time LeBron has something to prove, he's dangerous. So I'm going to go with the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. Definitely to expand on your point, um, a lot of people don't think about if the Lakers win this year, they would actually uh, tie up the series between them and Celtics on the most championships in NBA history. So that that's a big thing for me. I think the Lakers-Celtics matchup is big. But I always talk to them about the uh, – Michael Jordan, LeBron thing. LeBron's a killer, like a businessman killer. That man put together an entire team in one year, and they look like a, a championship team. That's that basketball IQ. It's big. That's big. He could score. He could pass. He could do all that. But he knows the game probably be better than anyone we have ever seen play. Right, and ultimately, I think that that's that's was huge. Um, uh, yeah, ultimately, his IQ kind of is what makes him a killer. And people don't see that killer instinct because he doesn't put his head down all the time at the end of a game and, and just take over and drop 30 points consistently in the fourth quarter or something. But it's like you to be a killer is to know the game. You can't be a killer without knowing the game. And, and his IQ is second to none. He has the greatest IQ. To me, he's a, a better version of Magic Johnson. And ultimately... There's arguments about who was better than Magic or Jordan. So if I have a guy who's a better version of Magic, I'm going to ultimately say he's better than Jordan. Going with that, Coach Ben, because you know you're still an old school guy, who's the GOAT in your eyes? I, I really hate to give it up this way, but listening to everything, I, I've always thought LeBron was the best. Uh, we've always tried to make LeBron into something that he wasn't. And I'm glad he didn't listen to all the press and listen to people tell him he didn't take the big shots at the end of the game and this, that, and the other. When you look back at LeBron's career, 
we're going to look back and say, hey, we lived through the greatest player of all time because he can do anything. You know, he can pass better than Jordan. Um, he's a much better all-around player than Kobe, and I love Kobe. Kobe might be my second best player of all time because he's a Laker. You know this. <laughs> and um, he, he, I, I just think LeBron's time is now, and um, we won't appreciate him until down the road. Cam? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of LeBron, uh, you know, haters out there. Sometimes people like like Drake. You know, when you're at the top for so long, you start depreciating how how good they are. You know, I I feel like yeah, LeBron LeBron's probably the best player, but what what Jordan did is is just crazy. So I, I don't know if LeBron wins it this year, I can give it to him. But if he doesn't win it as a Laker. I mean, what Jordan did, six for six, six MVPs, five actual NBA MVPs. Nobody beat him. It, it's hard. They're two different players. Hey, can I can yeah. I talk about that for a second? Go ahead. Yo, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Now, okay, even though Jordan may or may not have been the greatest player in everybody's eyes, let's look at this. He had the number one rebounder at the time on his team. He had the second best defensive player in the NBA on his team. Plus Jordan. Scottie Pippen was no joke. Um, and he coach. had the best coach. Yeah. Now, there, there's something to be said with coaching all that talent, and it takes a good person to do it. But if you had given LeBron that talent when he was in Cleveland, we wouldn't have this conversation. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, to go at your point, Coach Ben, and you know, um, a lot of my podcasts, I've had this GOAT debate on an episode, and I've kind of gone at it with guys that, that have other podcasts about who the GOAT was, and that'd be my biggest thing is people don't understand, some people don't understand how important coaching really is, like, how many times in games do we say they weren't better than them, they just got out coached? we've watched inferior teams beat, we've watched inferior teams beat superior teams, because... They were out coached. We've lost to inferior teams because we were out coached. We've beat superior teams because you out coached them. I mean, that's just what happens. And so when you get a greatest coach, I mean, you know, just to go back, like when we played AAU, there were times where we got out coached. It happens. You met your match. Every guy going to meet their match. But we also beat a lot of great teams that you would technically look at their talent, look at our talent and say, those guys weren't supposed to win. The The biggest W in mind, just to bring it up, that we ever won was beating that Manatee team out there in Bradenton. That was all Three about days. we came to play. You know, they walked in the gym, took us lightly, and you out-coached they coach. And they were surprised. They were shocked. They didn't want to give us no respect. They didn't want to shake our hands. They wanted to fight us in the parking lot because ultimately they went and they thought they were better than us. They got out coached. They got outplayed. And that happens. And LeBron is yet to have a guy who's even in the GOAT of coaches conversation. If he would have had Pop and had this record, I agree. I feel like if he would have had Pop or Phil Jackson or 
you know, just any of these guys that we consider greatest coaches of all time, if you'd have had them and still been three and six in the finals and fell short on multiple occasions, not because he didn't have the talent or coaching, then I would say, you know what, there's no excuses. I'm not going to say coaching is an excuse, but coaching holds a lot more weight than people ultimately want to give it. I'm with you on that. They would have got like two more with a great coach. I, I can definitely agree with that. And there's, there's a lot of things. Um, I want to hit back on your point about when you guys would walk into the gym. Is We were always the smallest team no matter what. Oh, most definitely. Um, so I had to understand how to use the talent I had and um, put that together. I would, we would outrun teams. We would out-hustle teams. Uh, we would out-heart teams. And so I think if a coach knows what he has and he's able to capitalize on that, um, it makes a huge difference, which, like I said, which brings me back to my original point. I just really think that Jordan had the best of the best at all times. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing is, like, we can break down all these players, but you do have to look at all circumstances. And it's kind of like people want to make an excuse that, like, we never seen Jordan without Phil Jackson. Ultimately, I mean, right? Like, like we did, but Jordan's greatness was with Phil Jackson. When he was six for six, he was with Phil Jackson. I feel like personally, um, being able to watch the Last Dance documentary and for young guys like me and Cam, who wasn't really alive, like we were born, but who wasn't able to see and appreciate his greatness, it got to show. I mean, I think the biggest thing I took away was. Jordan was going to retire if Phil Jackson wasn't coming back. He ultimately retired because Phil Jackson wasn't coming back after that third or that second three-peat. To me, that holds a lot of weight of Jordan feeling like, look, man, if we're not going to keep these players and this, and this great coach behind us, ultimately, I don't want to play no more. And I think part of it was because Jordan is a very prideful guy and he wanted to protect his legacy. And I feel like if he would have went on and made it to the finals. I think he was good enough to take a team to the finals. But ultimately, if he would have blemished that record and been 6-1, and one, he wouldn't have been satisfied with himself because ultimately he knows it takes more than just Jordan to step on the court to win the championship. And that was one of the biggest things I got from watching the documentary. It was dope to see just how tight-knit they were, how Jordan was as a player on and off the court. Um, and just the greatness of that Bulls era, we may never see something like that Again, we might not see a dynasty to run through a whole decade the way that the Bulls did. But ultimately, that's what I got from it is Jordan realized, like, look, I'm great. I'm the GOAT. I'm the greatest player of all time. But ultimately, I'm the GOAT because of I had Scottie Pippen, who's my guy. I had Phil Jackson, who's my guy as a coach. He had great circumstances. And, and to me, that, that holds a lot of weight of showing how important having a coach, having a relationship with your coach, trusting your coach and understanding, trusting the system in the process, how much that, like how big that is for great players. And, and guys become great not only because of their talent, but talent alone isn't going to win you a championship. And they instill that in us when we're 13, 14, 15. Is we go to these AAU tournaments, and the first thing a coach that comes out their mouth, the first thing is, trust my plan, trust my system. Talent alone is never going to win your championship. I feel like all coaches have that mindset. Listen to me as a coach. I'm not going to tell you something to lose. And ultimately, everybody has different ways of thinking. But even Coach Ben, that was your biggest thing was like, don't go out there freelance and not play the way I want you to play. My system is my system, and I'm never going to set you up for failure. Sometimes you just get out coached, and it happens. Or sometimes you get outplayed. Coaching was great, but ultimately the players didn't step up to the challenge. 
But the biggest thing to me is the fact that coaching is a big factor, if not just as big a factor or bigger of a factor than talent. You can send five talented guys in freelance, and I can get five guys who can play, aren't as talented, but have a great coach behind them, and they'll go out there and kick their ass out the gym. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Um, the only thing that brings to mind with me is I, I remember one time, this is, I, I watched a team called the Three C's who we were going to play the next day, but we watched them that night before. And it was the first time as a coach, I said to myself, there's no way we can beat them. You know what we did, right? <laughs> we that was the first time in my coaching career where I went to bed going, ain't no way. But y'all woke up the next morning, we outran them, we out hustled them, and uh, put it on. So I think I think that there's a lot more to coaching um, than it's given credit to. And I think especially, like, I, I look at it this way. Uh, let's say you have a 90-game season. 30 of those games are wins and losses. So you have 30 and 30. The other 30 is decided by whether or not you have a decent coach. And I, I really think that that makes a difference. Yeah, and and ultimately, um, for the most part, I was able to come up with great coaches and and guys who were, you know, ultimately just there for me as a player. Um, I know you you helped me a lot. Um, you know, kind of when I was in high school. At one point, my confidence was shot until I got and played with y'all in the AAU team, and you know there was some contemplation as far as making that leap because y'all was like family to me. So it was like, you know, Cam was like a brother to me. And he was like, hey, Mo, you need to play. Ultimately, you need to play with us. Like, we would love to have you. And part of it was listening to outside ears of like, man, they ain't going to get you to the next level. That's just out there to have fun and this and that. But I went ahead and played. And ultimately, it brought my confidence back. Instead of listening to everybody, you know, Coach Ben, you was great on, on giving me confidence because I had lost it being in the first situation that I was in ultimately until my senior year, I just didn't have the confidence. I didn't have a coach who believed in me and was like, look, sat me down and on multiple occasions. You used to have to beat it into me sometimes that, look, you can ball, you can shoot, you can do it, but you got the green light, just do it. So coaching does, it can make or break your confidence. It can make or break you as a player. So th that is a very big factor. And, you know, ultimately, you know, we all have grown up and things like that. And that was one thing I've always appreciated is I did have a coach in my corner who was all for me and able to instill that in me. Well, I appreciate that, Mo. I really do. And um, I, I'm really excited to sit back and watch you do your thing on the podcast, man. I'm proud. Oh, yeah, so, man. And look, we're going to get this. We're going to be on a journey. Look, I'm I'm proud to be able to talk to you and let you advertise your you know, your organization on my podcast. That That's something that's big and great to me that people won't understand. But, you know, with that being said, um, with closing out the show, I want you to kind of tell everybody where we can follow y'all, uh, where we can expect to see all these updates, um, where we can look for when the next tournaments are coming up. I know Corona is ruining everything, but ultimately just where we can follow y'all on a consistent basis and keep up with the Tampa Bay Tar Heels and the growth of their organization. Oh, absolutely. We can be found on Facebook um, at Tampa Bay Tar Heels. You look that up and it'll take you right to our page. Or you can go to tampabaytarheels.com. That'll, that'll take you to our site. Uh, you'll see what we're doing. Um, and really, Mo, nothing has changed. Everybody 
is going to be given an opportunity in, in this organization. Everybody's going to feel free. I know you like to put that jump up, and I, <laughs> I used to have to tell you, man, put it up. Don't don't hesitate. Yeah. And, you know, that's the freedom that we're going to give people because it's not Ben's program. It's going to be our program, and it's going to be made to fit. So that's that's where you can definitely check us out. Right. And just one last thing to close out is y'all definitely got to follow Y'all, y'all definitely got to follow the Tampa Bay Tar Heels. Um, I'm telling you, it's a great organization. As a parent, you you won't you won't regret it sending your kid there because you're gonna send them to a brotherhood where they're gonna gain an outside family outside of their family. Um, you're gonna get great coaching. You're gonna get the best of the best. Um, I'm trying to tell you that they're gonna have great talent within that's training these 12 and 13 year olds. You know, Cam himself is a great talent. So you're going to have plenty of people that's going to be there working with them. Um, I'm creating a sports network with a couple of my guys, and we're going to be following y'all personally as far as being able to keep up with y'all, put y'all on our website, and and advertise y'all. So as y'all grow, we grow with y'all. You know, I would ultimately love for that to be the goal and, you know, just have fun and ultimately do this. So on that note, Up in Flames is out with another episode, so we out.